0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from the United States Postal Service. Turn shipping to your advantage with USPS Ground Advantage service. Learn how to gain a competitive edge at USPS.com slash advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.
1: This is an encore episode of Ask Me Another.
2: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of tapas, takeout, and molecular gastronomy. Ask me another. The Food Show. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing okay. What's uh, what's new with you?
1: You know, um, I'm looking for a summer beverage. I drink a lot of coffee.
2: Okay. What's your daily coffee intake?
1: We have the pot going. And the pot equals out to two cups for myself, two cups for my husband. And then there's just a little left Uh, that is like the uh, angel share.
2: Right, the angel share. (laughs) And that's
1: when you go, do you want more coffee? (laughs) Yeah, like praying. No, 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 it's for me, it's for me, it's for me. (laughs) Please say no. Then the day wears on and I want a beverage. I want a break. I drink a lot of water. I want a different beverage than water. I don't like sweet. I don't like...
2: you don't want to be drinking sugar all day. I
1: don't want to be drinking sugar all day. You don't want caffeine. Don't want caffeine. I can't do a I can't do alcohol during the day. Well, I've one never
2: shouldn't. been that <laughs> certainly but, can.
1: But I'd like to say that I I was like, what are some good suggestions? And instead of googling this, I suppose, mm-hmm. I went the other way, which I was like the computer will help me, the internet will, will solve for this. Yeah. But I will put it out to some some friends and fans on my Facebook page and see if anyone has a good suggestion for like a, a summer drink. Listen, hundreds of responses. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: really hit Everybody has the same problem, I assume. Everybody's working on the same problem.
1: Can I just give you a sampling of some wild ones and yeah, tell me what I, your I thoughts? I will
2: say from this perspective, it feels like an, an unsolvable problem. A thing that is not sweet and not caffeinated and a good beverage doesn't exist.
1: Okay, well, get this. Boil ginger root, mm. and then wait for it to cool, very important, yeah. and then add a little seltzer to it, a little tiny bit of seltzer. Oh, a, little,
2: a little ginger seltzer. A, a little bit ginger. A ginger, s- ginger spritzer.
1: How about this? Half coconut water, half seltzer, garnish with a lemon, lime, orange, or cucumber.
2: Oh, that sounds fantastic.
1: Okay, but this is, I think, the best. Yeah. This is what this person... I, I had no idea. They, say, they start off by saying, this is not a drink. Is that not the most intriguing response I'm to a already. question about a beverage? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, GE makes a somewhat expensive, okay, prohibitive barrier countertop appliances that makes ice nuggets—the really crunchy, airy ones.
2: Uh huh. I know the kind you mean. They're a little cloudy, and they sort of like they're. Almost like a compressed snow vibe. Yes,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And they, this person suggested that you just crunch a little soft ice all day.
2: Oh, that's very cooling. <laughs> very cooling. <laughs> I not never not thought enough. about that. No I fla- mean, I... no flavor there, unless you're unless you're doing it with a fruit juice or uh, or something like that.
1: Yeah, no flavor, but I mean the action of it. I feel like would be. I mean, you know, not good for an audio recording. I would mm-hmm. like yeah, to point right. out. Where yeah, you're just right. like how, how, how. You know what else is refreshing? What this show?
2: This show is very what a <laughs> what a cool refreshing summer beverage. This show is.
1: That's right. <laughs> As Chef August Gusto says, anyone can cook, and anyone can listen to a 52-minute trivia show about cooking. Today's food episode is a three-course meal that will leave you feeling stuffed. We've got chefs Gabrielle Hamilton and Ashley Merriman, and from Food Network, Carla Hall and Nancy Fuller, and winner of the Great British Bake Off, Nadia Hussein. And we asked our listeners to send in some ingredients that you have lying around your home that you do not know what to do with. So we'll ask all of our guests to play a quick game of food jazz and improvise a dish based on your suggestions. So put your napkins in your laps. Let's dig in. Let's meet our first two guests. Ashley Merriman recently became the first female head chef at the National Arts Club in Gramercy Park. Gabrielle Hamilton is a James Beard Award winner and New York Times bestselling author. Ashley, Gabrielle, welcome to Ask Me Another.
3: Hi, hi. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Uh,
1: so I'll ask you, Ashley. I don't I don't know the exact answer to this question. How did you
3: two meet? It's a good question. <laughs> we, we probably have slightly dif- slightly different answers, but okay, we, we met because we're both. Um, we're both lady chefs and um, you know that you
2: go to the same lady chef functions
3: all the time. Well, well in fact, that, that's I bet there are, right. The there's a, there's a, an annual uh, uh, benefit for, um, breast and ovarian cancer, breast and ovarian cancer. So that we, we, we would do this fundraiser every year. And I had been working for another lady chef for most, for many, many years in New York. And, um, I was her, her chef de cuisine and her sous chef for many years. So I'd been to the event many, many times. And, um, the first year that I was out on my own and I was the executive chef of, of a restaurant without, you know, working under someone else, I went to the event and that is the first time Gabrielle, uh, noticed me, even though I've been coming <laughs> to the event for many years. And uh-huh. I, like many many people, I think like I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. Like I had a big fat crush on Gabrielle, and um, so I, of course, all those years noticed her <laughs> and was, um, like, oh my God, there's Gabrielle. You know, not not just like a crush, crush, but like also just like a chef crush, and just like I loved her restaurant. And um, so that we that's the first time we met, and yeah. Uh, does that, uh, that story
1: ring true to you, Gabrielle, or are you like, that's not how it happened? <laughs> it, it really
3: is. It's just it, I just wanted to say that it's not that I didn't notice you, Ashley. It's, it's that your former chef was hiding you behind yeah, her. That's her true. She was casting uh, a large shadow, and you couldn't true. be seen Could behind be seen. the huge personality. And so I thought yeah. on your first year, I did, from across the room, actually say to my sous-chef, who is that? Huh? And she said, oh, that's Ashley Merriman. She's like, Top Chef season four. And I was like, oh, oh, Top Chef. <laughs> Get that. <It's> over. <laughs> and that's why we didn't meet again for four yeah. years. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, one of those competitive chefs. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how it, how it works out in a couple of our games. Are you ready for some games? I
3: feel ready. I feel All ready. Right.
1: This is our food show. So we are starting with all of our guests with a game. It's a little amuse-bouche, as you may say. <laughs> uh, so we asked our listeners to suggest ingredients that they have at home that they do not know what to do with. So I'm going to give you two ingredients that they've suggested, and you can work together to just improvise a dish that combines them both Obviously, there are no wrong answers, and you can use these two ingredients as the main ingredients, but you can add whatever you want from a, um, you know, mythical pantry. Okay, God, this is like okay. Top
3: Chef. Ashley, this is right up your alley. Okay, enough This to is do- Top <laughs> Chef. This, oh, this boy. Is this is like a- stain on my career. <laughs> this, is- <laughs> this is word Top
4: Chef. stain.
1: <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs>
1: All right, here are your two ingredients. Pickled eggs... And chestnut honey. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and I'm told chestnut honey specifically is made by honeybees in areas where chestnut trees are abound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it mm-hmm. is dark and spicy with touches of smoke and leather.
3: Yeah. Oh. Okay, Ash. The first thing that's coming to my mind is a, is a savory sort of a michelada. Because, you know, you get pickled eggs in a bar. Yeah. And if you put a beer and honey together, you'll make something kind of like a mead. And the pickled egg, could this work? Like a float? (laughs) (laughs) Float the egg in (laughs) it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just float a a pickled egg on top, yeah.
3: I was thinking, I mean, when I heard pickled eggs right away, I was like, oh, we'll make some grabiche. Like mm. it's already there. It's already it's already halfway there. But the chestnut honey is really throwing me for a loop here.
1: Did you say grabiche? Is that what I heard? Grabiche, yeah. Yeah, and sauce
3: grabiche. It's a it's a um egg, it's like a chopped hard boiled egg with lots of tarragon and vinegar. Mm. Um, yes. It's, and it's mayonnaise y it's like hot egg on egg action. So it's got <laughs> yeah. the chopped hard boiled egg and mayonnaise sort of um, feeling to it. So yes. delicious. That sounds amazing. amazing. And the honey?
1: What about just a, what about just, you just circle the honey around the whole dish to make it look nice? How about that?
3: (laughs) Garnish. Garnish. The chestnut honey garnish. That's a good
1: one. All right. Let's move on to the competition, shall we? Oh, boy. We shall. Okay. We're going to start with a speed round called Food Manteaus. So from your restaurant. Gabrielle, you know a thing or two about brunch. Brunch, of course, (laughs) is a mashup of the words breakfast Breakfast and lunch. lunch. Combining words like that is called a portmanteau, and there are a lot of food-related ones. So Jonathan and I will give you two words, and you just tell us what the portmanteau is. And to make it slightly harder, we are going to give you the words in the wrong order. Gabrielle, I'm going to start with you. Here we go. Gabrielle, raisin and cranberry. Crazen. Exactly. Pub and gastronomy, gastropub. Yes, yogurt and frozen, frogurt. Or is it frozen? <laughs> I mean, it's like I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I was also the other possibility is Froyo, fork and spoon. Oh, a spork. Yes, cocktail and mock. Yes, the mocktail. <laughs> Pomelo and tangerine. Oh, a tangelo. That's right. Fantastic. You did great. Okay. Uh, and of course, the pomelo is the largest citrus fruit, and the tangelo is a hybrid first created in the late 1800s. Who knew? I of thought course. that was, you know, yesterday. Of course. Of course. Uh, I knew that. And a mocktail is something that I don't enjoy. I would take an alcoholic drink that just gently chided me. But. <laughs>
2: All right, well, yeah. Ashley, the score to beat is six is a perfect wow. score. So we wow. won a competition. Here it is. Okay,
3: here we go. Are
2: you ready? Yes. Okay. Martini and Apple. An apple teeny. That's right. Very top chef drink. Turkey <laughs> sorry, that was
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, it's, oh, it's, I mean, if oh, we're talking
3: about the downfall of civilization, yes. That's what a, I would drink. Same, Terrible. same. <laughs> apple teeny, top chef, downfall of civilization.
2: Right. All in the same basket. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Turkey and tofu.
3: Oh, tofurkey.
2: Tofurkey. Mayonnaise and vegan. Veganase. Yeah. Angry and hungry. Hangry. Yeah. Apple, Apple and grape. Grapele? Grapple? <laughs> Grapple, that's right. Apricot and plum. A pluot. Pluot, yes. All right, you got them all right.
1: All right. right. <laughs> oh, this, this was way too easy. You did amazing. Speed round, 100%. 100%. More with Gabrielle Hamilton and Ashley Merriman after the break. And from Food Network, Carla Hall and Nancy Fuller will meet a brand new character everyone's buzzing about. Plus a little later, Bake Off's breakout star, Nadia Hussein. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
4: What does it mean to be Black
1: in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear, It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is NPR's Ask Me Another, the food show. Are you enjoying your meal? Is there anything I can get you? If you need anything at all, I'm Jonathan Colton, and here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with chefs Gabrielle Hamilton and Ashley Merriman. Are you ready for one more? Ready. Okay. As Shakespeare wrote, if music be the food of love, play on. So in honor of that, Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in this game called Sauced About Sauce.
2: Okay. Yes. <laughs> we rewrote songs about getting drunk or sauced to make them about sauces and condiments. So all you have to do is tell me what I'm singing about or the song or artist that I'm parodying. Uh, and uh, you can be working together so uh, when I finish the song, you could talk it out, figure it out. Oh, All right.
3: Thank God <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, here we go.
6: Made from beans Fermented beans When I get Chinese food they'll send some my own in a plastic envelope Soy sauce?
2: Soy sauce is correct Absolutely Soy
3: sauce, excellent What's the yep. song What's though? The song? What was
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, Did you recognize it?
3: Almost Almost it's, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's you know there. When you hear it You're going to be like Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh...
2: It's uh, it's Red Red Wine Originally Neil yes. Diamond But most people know The UB40 version from the uh, From the
3: 80s It's true Okay
2: Alright, here's another one Okay
6: Anytime I'm out of this stuff Pull up near another fancy car <laughs> To borrow a jar <laughs> That's good If they only have the yellow squirt kind If it's not the fancy one from France.
4: I look oh, so oh, good. This is well good. Well done. This Perfect. is very
3: well done. Pardon me, sir, but do you have any great coupon? Yes. My, my brothers and I, were, when I was little, used to play that game. We, there would be, we would get in the car, pretend we were driving. Someone would be the chauffeur. Someone would sit in the back roll down the window, which, of course, in those days, you had to actually hand roll cray. down the window, <laughs> yeah. yep. and hand over the bottle of grape Poupon oh to goodness. the other brother sitting outside yeah.
1: on the bicycle. Yeah. Talk about a setup for you becoming who you are.
3: <laughs> that, yeah. that was a childhood game. Yeah, of course. And I was the chauffeur, so the, the, yeah, exactly, <laughs> perfect.
2: <laughs> and did you recognize the song?
3: Is it from the Eagles? Yeah, it is the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. it's the Eagles. It's (laughs) Tequila
2: Sunrise. All right, here's another one.
6: On my ice cream, there's a gooey yellow ooze. If the name has you confused, no, it's not made out of booze. It's for ice cream. Make a sundae out of it, or a sweet banana split. I like more than just a bit on my
3: ice cream. Well, I'm going to have to go butterscotch. Butterscotch yes. is correct. Yeah, absolutely. Butterscotch. But what is the song?
1: It's by the same uh, artist that did Firework.
3: Mm-hmm. Does that help at all? That's Katy <laughs> Perry. That's Katy yes. Perry. Yes. It is. Yep. Yeah. Last exactly. Friday Night
2: is the song. That's right.
3: <laughs> different age bracket here, I think.
2: Uh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known it either.
3: You know what? Yeah. Butterscotch might
1: be a different age bracket. Is Butterscotch? I mean, I feel like there was a moment Now it would be called a
3: salted caramel sauce Oh, that's right, oh, yes. that's right. Yes, yes. Or everything is salted and That's burnt. right,
1: <laughs> right, because to make butterscotch You need a grandmother's purse for it to sit in For a while, right? That's part yeah. of it <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's the best way
6: Okay, this is the last one mm-hmm. Woke up on Sunday Feeling so hungry Too late for breakfast, but early for lunch. So cover my poached eggs with a sauce made from more eggs. That lemony drizzle, it makes it a brunch.
3: The sauce sauce is hollandaise. Hollandaise, that is correct, yeah. And I guess it's wasting away in Margaritaville.
2: Yeah, Jimmy yes. Buffett, that's right. I mean, it's hard to beat a poached egg with hollandaise sauce on it. I mean, so it's- good. Strong agree.
3: You Strong just-
1: agree. Uh, another, another perfect game, a really perfect oh. game. Well oh. done. Thank you so much, chefs Gabrielle Hamilton and Ashley Merriman. Thank you so much for
3: joining us. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thank you very much.
1: Our next two guests are all over the Food Network. Carla Hall was a fan-favorite chef-testant on Top Chef and currently hosts Food Network's Baking Championships. Her upcoming children's book is called Carla Hall and the Christmas Cornbread. Nancy Fuller owns the huge food distributor Ginsburg's Foods and hosts the show Farmhouse Rules and is a judge on Food Network's Baking Championships. She's joining us by phone from Knoxville, Tennessee. Carla, Nancy, Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for having us. It's <laughs> such a pleasure. Carla, tell me about this upcoming children's book that you uh, have called Carla and the Christmas Cornbread.
7: I am so excited about it. When I was a kid, I loved drawing. So I love drawing cartoons. So I've wanted to do a children's book forever. And this is a book that chronicles my, my childhood going to my grandmother's house for Sunday suppers. But th- During this book, we are celebrating Christmas, and I'm cooking with her because I ate Santa's cookies, and then she has to replace the cookies with what? Christmas cornbread, which is Mm. something that she made up because that's what grandmothers do.
1: Is there anything about Christmas cornbread that is specific to the recipe?
7: Um, Well, one of the things that we do is make a cinnamon butter that we turn the regular cornbread that she would normally make into something that's holidayish, and just using some of these warming spices. So there's cinnamon and vanilla in the butter.
1: Oh, that sounds sounds so So delightful. delightful. And Nancy, one of the things that I've heard you talk about is people ask you many questions like, if you could cook for anyone, who would you pick? And you've said Julia Child. My question to you is, what would you make her?
4: Oh, you know, I guess I didn't think about that. I guess I, thought that, I, guess I kind of just thought that maybe she would um, cook with me and I'd learn a little something. Oh,
1: uh, yeah.
4: Yeah. So if I were going to cook with her, it would probably be um, my chop chop in the pot chicken because it's fail safe and, and she would love it. And it's, it's the whole chicken, it's the carrots and the mm. beets, onions, it's celery, it's Whatever you want, any kind of vegetable you want, delicious and a little white wine. <laughs> of course, that's Nancy. Of course, Nancy's not going to do anything without the wine, and, uh... or the tequila, or the bourbon.
1: Right? Yeah. Right. That's that's on the side. Right. That's on yeah. the side.
6: On the side.
4: <laughs> both. On the both. Bo- both.
1: <laughs> okay, so we have we have a couple great games for you, Carla and Nancy. Are you ready to play some games? Sure. I love games. Great. So this is a let's do a warm-up. We asked our Twitter followers to some, suggest some ingredients. I'm going to give you a set of those ingredients, and I just ask that the two of you work together to improvise a dish that incorporates them both. Mm-hmm. So your ingredients are crusion Blackstrap rum. Oh.:
7: Nancy don't know what to do with that. OK, and what else?:
1: The other ingredient is a can okay. of tiny shrimp.
7: <laughs> mm, mm. okay nancy here we are you know you're gonna know what to do with the alcohol but yep. can i start with the shrimp <laughs> yes.
4: nope. i'm gonna drink the alcohol and all you have to work with is shrimp <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'll take the I'm alcohol and
2: you get a can opener and a fork
4: you know what i am totally <laughs> okay. in for this dinner party i will be there <laughs> <laughs> do we have butter in the refrigerator
1: oh yeah oh, we always have Absolutely. butter come on all
4: right so we always have butter. The salt's already in the shrimp. Maybe um, more of a meal is making a pasta and the shrimp and the butter, garlic, parsley, and maybe just a little bit of that rum. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love
7: it. Boom! I like it, Nancy. I'm high-fiving you from afar. Okay.
4: So now we
1: have, we have a little speed round for you. You're going to take turns playing this game. It's called Real or Fake fair food, we're going to give you the name of a state and a food that you can experience at its state fair, and you just tell us Mm -hmm. if it's something real or something we made up. So, Carla, this is for you. Arkansas, fried Pop-Tarts. Real. That is real. California, fried White Castle burgers.
7: California, fake. It is real. Yes. Yes!
1: in California. I know. Okay. Montana fried cough drops. No. Fake, <laughs> that is fake. Uh, Utah fried jello. Real. That is real. Uh, Alaska fried snow cone. Fake. Correct. Minnesota fried pickles and chocolate. Real. Totally real. Texas cotton candy tacos.
7: It's Texas. I'm going to say real. (laughs) You
1: are correct
7: once again. (laughs) And finally, Indiana, fried Pepsi. Fried Pepsi, batter. I'm going to uh, say real.
1: It is real, and you're definitely on the right track. They replaced the water in the batter with Pepsi. The treat has been described as a donut hole, but with a noticeable Pepsi
7: undertone yes i love it and i think i did very well yeah nancy
2: the score to beat is seven Mm -hmm. carla got seven out of eight which is pretty impressive so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you eight right now you ready i'm ready here we go texas kool-aid pickles real that is real california python kebabs fake that is real yeah illinois alligator on a stick yeah (laughs) yeah that's real Iowa, fried butter. Real. Yeah, that's real. Arkansas, barbecue pulled pork parfait. (laughs) Real. Yes, real. Missouri, turkey smoothie. Fake. Yeah, that's right. It's disgusting. (laughs) Florida, peanut butter ramen burger. Real. Yeah, that's real. And lastly, Tennessee, hot beef sundae. Real. Yeah, that is correct. Who won? <laughs>
1: well, good
7: to know where your head's at.
2: It is a tie. You guys tied at seven you out of eight. Died. Very impressive. Very
7: wow. impressive. And I think we learned that you can fry anything. Yeah,
1: 100%. Well done. We're playing games with chefs Carla Hall and Nancy Fuller. Are you ready for one last game? Uh, yes. Yeah. So this game honors some of the busiest food manufacturers in the world. Honeybee's. And to help ask you the questions, we have a very special guest, a real-life honeybee named Jonathan Bustin. Hello, Jonathan. Hello.
8: Hello, Nancy. Hello, Carla. Hello, Dronathan. I'm happy to be here, <laughs> but I have a hard out in about ten minutes because i got to get back to doing uh, bee stuff,
1: so. Okay, well, let's get to it. Yeah, let's All right. get to it. So... Uh, So you're going to be working back and forth with this one. Uh, Jonathan, go ahead. Okay. This one's for Carla.
8: Carla, the job market in the honeybee world is absolutely buzzing, and you could honeycomb through the e-listings. Do you see what I did there for Mm -hmm. hours? I see what you did there. Nectar Uh foraging, hive building, wax making, all sorts of jobs. What's Uh the only qualification
1: to get these gigs? Is it, you must A, be one month or older, B, you must be female, or C, you have to be a go-getter honey wizard with a rock star sense of humor?
7: (laughs) (laughs) I think about the queen bee being female, but are the drones
4: female too? No, the worker bees are all female. Okay, so that... That's right, male bees... All drones,
1: and their only purpose is to mate with the queen. Lazy. The worker oh. bees are all female. I mean, uh, correct.
8: I would love to have a job, but I'm not allowed to because I'm male, so.
1: I've heard this excuse before.
8: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Nancy, <laughs> according to the University of Arkansas, what percent of fruit, vegetable, and seed crops in the United States require honeybees? For pollination.
1: Is it A, 50%, B, 25%, or C, 80%? C 80%. Wow. And you were quick to that. You know that. The answer is C. Yeah. All right, Carla.
8: I was on Bumble the other day, and I told this absolute queen that I would (laughs) never forget her smile. Well, she told me to buzz off, which really stung. So... (laughs) Besides a beautiful smile, what else can bees recognize and remember?
1: Do bees recognize and remember A, traffic signs, B, their favorite dialogue in B-movie, or C, individual human faces? What? They are
7: really smart. (laughs) They are super smart. They are super smart. You want me to tell you the answer, Carla? (gasps) Of course, Nancy, if you know it, come on. Yeah, I want to hear it. C.
1: See individual human faces? Correct. That is correct. How yeah, did you know
7: right. that? Because I read about the bees. Oh, all right.
8: <laughs> Nancy's an old friend. Nancy <laughs> is a friend to all bees, I'm here to
7: tell you. I found a friend in
8: Nancy.
1: Yeah, so this study was by a scientist in Cambridge. It involved pictures of human faces. And one of them was covered in a sugar solution. Smart. But when the scientists took the sugar away, the bees still flew to the same person's face. And truly, it is uh, unclear whether they think human faces are human faces or just really weird flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy,
8: this is, the last, this is the last question. Bees are, of course, famously busy, but being a bee isn't always the bee's knees. How much honey? Can the average honey bee make in its lifetime, its whole life?
1: Is it A, two tablespoons, B, one twelfth of a teaspoon, or C, you know what, a bee's worth is not determined by its honey's output. It takes 12 bees to make one teaspoon of honey. Yeah, so that's B. Carla, you were, going, you were
7: dancing through this question. You've, you definitely felt connected to it. Please explain. I was because that's the only thing that I really know about bees it makes me really appreciate honey and all the work that went into it.
8: Yeah. Carla, I'm very glad to hear you appreciating us because it is, I mean, it's a lot of work to make honey and I feel like people don't get how difficult it is. You spend your whole life, you get a twelfth of a teaspoon. What's it worth? You know, but to hear you say how, how how much it means to you, that means a lot to us.
7: Jonathan, I see you and I appreciate thank you. you.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: Oh, thank you, Carla. I see you too. And I recognize your face also.
1: Okay, everyone, just just take a moment and just remember that Dronathan Jonathan doesn't have to do any of the work. Okay, just remember that before no, no, so no, we all saying, get for all. Other, thank for you for
8: other bees who are making the honey. I feel bad for them.
1: Don't take the credit of the females. Okay, no, 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 but I'm I've saying, had enough know, of this. As a,
8: as a species,
1: <laughs> okay, as a species.
8: Right. <laughs> Carla, Nancy, Afira, what a pleasure <sighs> it has been hanging out in such a, a, a bee positive situation.
4: Oh I, I, yes, I
8: really. I really do appreciate your, your time and attention to us bees, uh, So thank you very much. And thanks and
1: for having pleasure. me on the show.
4: Yeah. Pleasure. Thank
1: you all so much. Yeah, you both did fantastic.
4: It was wonderful.
1: Carla Hall wrote the cookbook, Carla Hall's Soul Food, Every Day and Celebration, and the upcoming children's book, Carla and the Christmas Cornbread. Nancy Fuller's book is Farmhouse Rules, named after her show on Food Network, where you can catch them both. Coming up, I'll talk to Bake Off winner Nadia Hussein, and she'll tell us what to do with those emoji-shaped birthday candles we all have lying around. Hmm. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares Betterment's philosophy on investing no matter the amount of money you have, it's always good to be invested. It's always good to start early. It's always good to save. And the power of being consistent in your habits is really the path to long-term wealth. Get started at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed.
2: This is Ask Me Another, the food show. Did you save room for dessert? Can I tempt you with our sinfully decadent chocolate torte with homemade vanilla bean ice cream? I'll just leave the menu here for you, and I'll be right back. Also, I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. She won season six of The Great British Bake Off. Since then, she's hosted multiple cooking shows, including the BBC and Netflix series Nadia's Time to Eat and Nadia Bakes. And she's also the author of four children's books and five cookbooks, including her latest called Nadia Bakes, which is available now. Nadia Hussein, welcome to Ask Me Another.
9: Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: Uh, Thank you. Uh, I I have to say thank you so much for coming to us from a different time zone. You are, where are you right now exactly? Are you in in London?
9: Yes, I mean, I'm I'm just outside of London. And I know you
1: grew up uh, just outside of London and you didn't grow up in a a baking household and your mother actually used your family oven for storage?
9: Absolutely. I, yes, (laughs) um, we did a lot of... Stovetop cooking, uh, very, you know, we had an oven that came with the cooker. Yeah. But my mum my mum my used it for storage, so she would put all her <laughs> frying pans and, you oh, know, yeah. we very much, you know, we made samosas and things like that. So my mum would use, put all her kind of leftover oil in, in, in her pans inside the oven, and that's what I thought it was. I thought it was storage the whole I time. <laughs> I grew up thinking that that cupboard was storage up until the point I went to school when my home ec teacher... Opens up this cupboard and there's, she opens up this cupboard and there are flames in this cupboard. I was like, Mrs. Marshall has gone mad. She's lost it. The cupboard is on fire. And she was like, no, this is an oven. And that was a complete revelation for me. Well,
1: clearly uh, a lot changed in the course of from that moment to most recently in 2015. You won season six of The Great British Bake Off. When I watched The Bake Off, it's so comforting it is a soothing wonderful competition show and everyone seems so supportive of each other
9: I mean it is when you're a viewer yes so what is it actually like very different I mean as as a bake off fan I've watched it for years before I was a part of the show I've yeah. watched it for years so it is there is something very soothing about watching amateur bakers lose it a little bit in a tent and and <laughs> yeah. kind of make it is I don't know what it is it's it's really harsh telly it is in some ways but somehow wrapped in bunting and a beautiful tent in the british countryside it it's somehow appeals and it works but it's a whole other i think from a different perspective as somebody who's been a part of the show it is when you've got um sort of 50 people in a tent with contestants and cameras in your face every time you make a move or before you even put anything in an oven they're like you've got to let us know before you put something in the oven you've got to let us know before you take something out so they can get their shots you know like as yep. amateur bakers we just want to bake we just want to get the bake right and often you stop, start, you're having these conversations midway and for a lot of us it was natural to, like I have three kids, two cats and you know I'm used to kind of stopping and starting and multitasking while I'm baking so for me that wasn't that difficult but for others you know they're used to kind of peacefully baking with no uh, any uh, um, interruptions. whereas with bake-off I think there is all of the kind of jeopardy in those moments where things go wrong but there's also, you know, I know as a contestant with 11 other contestant friends, you know, we did. We did kind of will each other on. It was really yeah. hard to see somebody go. And we, we were really supportive of each other. And, you know, there were moments where, like, you know, I remember sometimes somebody would look over and be like, I can't remember what temperature jam is supposed to go up to. And you're like, and you're like you are know, you're kind of like mouthing the temperature to them. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You know, it's, it's a competition, but equally it's not.
1: Shortly after you were on the show, you were asked to bake a cake for the Queen of England's 90th birthday party. That sounds uh, like a lot of pressure.
9: Yes. I mean, it was really bizarre because I was kind of thrown into the thick of it and it became that whole kind of whirlwind. I was in the centre of this whirlwind and then I get this email to say, will you bake a cake for the Queen? And in my haste, in my haste, I did actually consider saying no. I did I did I did I said I think I'm gonna say no and it was like really you're gonna say no I'm sure that's like treason or something I'm sure you're exactly. strong and courted I don't know um I was like what do I do um and so I, I I did what most parents do and I I consulted my four-year-old and um and I said so you know I got this email and they've asked me to bake this cake for the queen, and my little girl said, "But mummy, you've baked a cake for the queen." And I said, "No, no, no, I haven't." And I was like, "This is confusing me." Like we had this conversation back and forth. I was like, "Yeah, you've baked it." I said, "No, I haven't baked it." Where, where are you getting this from? She said, "Yeah, Mary Berry is the queen of England." And I said, "Oh, oh," I was That's like, funny. "Oh, love, no, 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 she's not the queen of England." And she said, "Oh, mum, you can't say that." <laughs> Mary Berry's the Queen of England. I was like, no, 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 she's not. She goes, I don't know who the other old lady is, but you can bake her a cake if you want to. In our house, Mary Berry's the Queen. I love that. So when, so you say yes,
1: and then are you provided with any guidance, like uh, likes or dislikes or
9: flavours or... Literally nothing. What? I had nothing. And then they said the only thing that we're asking, I thought, yes, this is great. They're going to give me something. And they said can you just make sure it's not fruitcake? Because she's quite old and she can't really cut fruitcake because it's quite tough. Um, So I was like, is that it? I was not going to make fruitcake anyway. (laughs) My 90th birthday party. Exactly. And it's not Christmas. It's not a wedding. So it wasn't going to be fruitcake anyway. So, and again, like I said, I consulted my four-year-old at the time and she said, well, you did make Mary Berry a lemon drizzle in the final, So you could just make her an orange drizzle. And I was like... That's not bad. Shout so, that's exactly what I did. I made a, um, an orange drizzle spru- sponge with a um, it was so it was like a very kind of a zesty orange uh, drizzle, and then I made a orange buttercream, and then it was laced with marmalade. So it was zesty and fresh, perfect uh, for that time of year. And did you receive any feedback afterwards? Literally nothing. Again, <laughs> again.
1: Right now, you also have a new cookbook that is accompanying your series on Netflix called Nadia Bakes. Yes. And there is a whole section in the cookbook that I love dedicated to No Bake Bakes. Yes. And, and within the No Bake Bakes, if I'm the most beginner, where should I start? Oh, my goodness. Just give me a second.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Great. Oh, my, I think I, I'm getting literature the, brought in <laughs> brought
9: I into... hope she
2: brings back a cake.
9: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, right. Here it is. So Please send me that cake. So this book, okay. if you're the kind of baker who um, isn't confident, but wants to create something beautiful. Yeah. You know, for me, I think if I was going to pick a recipe, it would probably be the banana and blueberry cheesecake It's frozen bananas, really simple. um, And it's a a banana cheesecake ice cream. So you've Mm. got like a biscuit base, frozen bananas, maple syrup, cocoa, and then you've got a gorgeous warm blueberry compote on top. And you don't even have to turn the oven on.
1: That sounds exactly my speed. Yeah. Nadia, we have some great games for you. But first, I have a a mini challenge for you since we were just talking about making things. Mm -hmm. So today we're challenging all of our guests, to improvise a dish on the spot, Mm -hmm. incorporating two ingredients that were suggested by our listeners. Okay. Okay, first... Are they going to be the most
9: ridiculous ingredients? Let's hear this. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, of course they are. To a certain extent. (laughs) So, uh,
1: what, what I would call the divisive yeast spread marmite. Right. And super wide sweet potato starch noodles. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Easy. And There's a decoration on top. and Any emoji-shaped birthday candles?
9: This is a no-brainer. This is a dish that I do all the time. And it's literally boiled pasta or noodles. So you boil the noodles and I would warm up a little bit of butter with uh, like a mm. tablespoon of that um, yeast extract and melt the yeast extract and then literally just pour that on top of my noodles and normally like if i'm allowed i would just grate a little bit of cheese on top so you've got (gasps) that salty cheesy it's one of our go-to dinners at home so and as for the candles throw them in the bin (laughs) (laughs) unless you have cake no that's great throw them in the bin
1: that uh okay that was incredible that was incredible now i i read when you bake a cake at home or uh, wherever you are that you usually have a bowl of tangy sweets nearby to eat at the same time is that yes a- I,
9: that is the story of my life um, <laughs> I have jars of sweets dotted around the entire house and I have sweets under my pillow <laughs>
2: Just in case <laughs> like you wake, wake up, up in the middle of the night yeah. and you want a little bit of uh candy. A little
9: something. It happens, Jonathan, it happens. I wake I know, up sometimes and I've got like an idea for a recipe. So I'll sit there and I'll write these recipes with the light on my phone and then I'll write them down. And they'll be like, oh, well, there's time for a there's time for a fizzy snake. And so I'll just <laughs> pop a little fizzy snake in my mouth. And then I spend a lot of time brushing my teeth. I just, then I go and brush my teeth and then I come sure. back. So yes, yes, I love, a, I love sweets. Also
1: the idea that you have, um, snake-shaped sweets under your pillow, I think is particularly hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Just someone else would be like, oh my God. Oh, it's a candy. Okay. It. <laughs> okay, so we know that you love gardening. Yes. So we wrote a culinary botanical game for you. Okay. Okay, so here's the idea. Many plants okay. look very different, but are actually very closely related in the sense that they are members of the same botanical family. Yes. So we're going to give you two plants and you just tell us, are they related or are they not related? Oh, okay. Okay. So let's let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So here's okay. your first one almonds and cherries. Are they related?
9: Oh, I want to say yes, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Part of you want right. to say yes? No, you should say yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, say are yes, say they,
9: yes. They are related.
1: They are related. Yes. They're like, Prince William and Prince Harry of the stone fruits. Okay. They, <laughs> they yeah. So they're both stone fruits, uh, but a, very a, different. A.K.A. droops, like peaches. Uh, but the the almonds we eat are the droop seeds from the almond tree. Okay. And they, yeah, they are interesting they are too
9: related. I know. Who knew? I, I will I will break the ice in a new conversation of new people when with that fact.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: This is this is what this show is for is to arm you at parties with conversational <laughs> Thank gambits. Yeah. Thank you. Alright, here's another one for you.
9: Okay. Catnip
2: and peppermint. Are they related?
9: What is catnip made of? Mm-hmm. Oh excellent question.
2: Well it is a it is a plant.
9: It is because it's like this grassy stuff. I know because mm-hmm. I have cats and my son puts catnip in the weirdest places. He just he 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 just yeah. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah, he just kind of like he just, just like, around I, the house. Yeah, well, the cat, cats go insane sometimes. I'm like, what? I'm like, what have you done? He goes, well, I've just put catnip in the laundry basket. I'm like, but why? <laughs> so, um, but do they like peppermint? I'm just trying to think if they like. I'm gonna say no.
2: They are actually related, they're both in the mint family. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and cats love catnip because it contains a chemical similar to cat pheromones, which Ooh. makes them go crazy. That's why they. Which
1: go makes sometimes. them go crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Why don't give them a mojito? That's where I would start. <laughs> give a cat a mojito. <laughs> I bet that I bet might slow them it. down, <laughs> but they'd be so happy. <laughs> they'd be happy. Uh, listeners, do not do this. This is just happy a joke, drunk just cats. Just so you know, yeah. <laughs> happy drunk cats. I'd buy that book. By the way. <laughs> All right, Nadia, how about bananas and strawberries? Are they related? Uh,
9: I'm going to say no. All
1: right, you are correct. The answer is no. Uh, The way we have it broken down here is that bananas are technically berries and strawberries are not. Because the botanical definition of a berry is a fruit that comes from a a single flower with one ovary. Strawberries come from a single flower with more than one ovary. Strawberries are actually more closely related to roses.
9: Oh, wow. See what I mean? Just go buy a strawberry, kids. Just go buy a strawberry.
2: It's too much trouble. Even Just talking go. about a strawberry yeah. is I
1: know. this is This is the part where you become the uh, annoying person at the cocktail party with your facts. You're like, well, actually, it's naughty. You right. don't want to do that. don't want to do that.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's why I never bring my, uh, my pedantic botanist friend. With
6: yeah.
1: I know. They seem so great at dinner, and then you bring them to a party.
2: <laughs> You're like, no, thank
1: you. <laughs> your invite
9: got lost in the post. Yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> All right, here's another one. This is a weird one. Peanuts and clover.
9: I'm going to say no, they're not related, but you're going to tell me different, aren't
2: you? I'm going to tell you different. They are actually related. They're both in the pea family of plants. So peanuts aren't, aren't really nuts. They're technically legumes, yeah. which have these edible seeds that come in a pod. And the same is true of clover.
9: Really? Yeah.
2: They're both part of the pea family of plants. Again, this is like this is when you're like, why did I bring the botanist here? Why, why is he ruining he every conversation?
9: The botanist.
1: Although, I lo- by the way, I just want to say, I love saying the word legume. Yeah, Yeah. it's just
9: a good word. It's a great
1: word. It's a good
2: word. Rolls Mm. off the
9: tongue. (laughs) Legume. All
1: right, Nadia. How about licorice and anise?
9: I mean, flavor-wise, they're quite similar, aren't they? So it's interesting. So I'm going to say yes, but are you going to tell me different?
1: I am going to tell you different. They are not. They taste very similar, but get this, licorice comes from the legume family.
6: No This is getting ridiculous
1: now
0: (laughs) More botanist trickery
1: I know Anise comes from the parsley family Really? And I just found out that star anise Isn't related to anise Star anise comes from the magnolia family
9: Oh Oh, we don't care anymore (laughs) <laughs> Jonathan, you know we Keep don't care, all do we? Your Keep yeah. all of your
2: plants. Keep all of your plants. Don't talk even to me care. about it. We have, yeah. To, yeah. We have right. to
9: redo
1: everything. We have to redo all of our naming conventions because <laughs> right. they were just based on willy-nilly ideas
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> of nothingness.
2: All right, here's the very last one. Okay. Artichokes and sunflowers.
9: Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I care so much, but equally I don't. <laughs> oh I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're related.
2: They are absolutely related. They both come from the daisy family. So nice. artichokes, actually, if you let artichokes grow, instead of yes. picking them and eating them, they mm-hmm. bloom. And when they bloom, they have these beautiful purple flowers. Mm. And so the thing that's uh, similar about these plants, their flowers are grouped very close together, makes them look to us like one big flower. So you know, when you see a, when you see like a petal on a sunflower, each one of those is its own individual flower.
9: Yes, amazing. That's that's. See, that's quite interesting. That you did fantastic. You did great. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. You did. Well, yes, you did. I mean, I love your enthusiasm, but I didn't. <laughs> and will I remember any of it? Nope.
2: No, it hardly matters. It
1: doesn't no. matter because you'll, you'll just eat it and enjoy it, yeah. and that's the most that's important right. thing. Yeah. Nadia Hussein's latest cookbook is called Nadia Bakes and is available now. Thank you so much for joining us.
9: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Excellent.
1: That's our show. Ask me another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
2: Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolta cannon.
1: Our games were written by our staff, along with Julia Melfi and Kate Villa, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seychow, James Sparber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Cappadona and our intern, Zach St. Clair. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grudman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her Ripe Begonias.
2: Ophira Eisenberg.
1: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. When you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Homes.com has got you covered with a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR.